Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, jumping right in. Welcome in, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Portland Winterhawks podcast. What is this, episode 14? It's a damn blur now. I don't know where we're at anymore. I think it's episode 14, and this is going to be a fun episode. The playoffs start this week. Portland and Prince George officially begins on Friday night at the Memorial Coliseum, Saturday night, game two. Player spotlights and features coming up here in just a moment, but we start this week with the voice of the Hawks, Nick Merrick. What's up, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> this is, good, this man. is great. You're right. I, I'm losing track of time with all this, but essentially it's, uh, you know, it's, it's podcast episode one again because new season and That's here we right. go everybody's o and o isn't Everyone's that the cliche oh yes 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 <laughs> so let's uh let's dive into this weekend first and then we'll get to all of it so friday night great win over everett great way to cap off the season send the guys are wearing cowboy hats eric church is in town pictures were amazing i loved all of it then you're sitting around waiting on saturday who the hell are we gonna play what's the matchup gonna be what was the weekend like behind the scenes for you guys to get the win and then just to have to sit on your hands and wait on saturday it was interesting i don't know what it was like exactly at from the players side because you know I, I know they had some team meetings on Sunday but the team was off on Saturday so I think everyone was doing their own thing from that team perspective from, from the business side I feel like my phone was blowing up with emails and text messages and <laughs> we were playing a little bit of the what if games because it, it ultimately came down to a three-team tiebreaker uh, there were three teams tied with 53 points and 24 wins and that was Prince George Vancouver and Spokane for the six seven eight seed um, so they, they at least knew what teams would be in the playoffs but then you had to go through the tiebreaker to figure out who was the higher seed <laughs> and oddly enough it was Prince George by five goals because they had a better goal differential by five compared to Vancouver that's how close the Winterhawks were to potentially playing the Giants in round one that's bananas really weird so there was it was all the oh here's what the score is going to the period one oh here's what it is in period two because it was a, a rare chance that the Winterhawks were off on Saturday, so they're kind of just box girl watching that time. So it, it was very unique. Um, I know from from Lisa Hollenbeck, who works behind the scenes, the hockey ops uh, department, as our senior director there of, of hockey operations. You know, a million emails going on her way in terms of coordinating with this team in case that happens, coordinating with that team in case that happens. The league's getting involved, and then obviously internal communications got to go without. So it's basically like, hey, push the green light. You know. Playoff round ones ago. Here's the home <laughs> right, dates. Right. Let's let's make this public. Um, so it's interesting. Have to wait literally until the day after your final regular season game, which isn't you know it's not normal. But uh, now it's playoff time and the team's ready. The you know our staff's getting ready. It's it's such a fun time and it's slowly starting to hit. I know we mentioned this before, but uh, you're starting to feel that kind of energy and vibe build a little bit more and I was talking with Cross Hannis the other day and and he was saying the guys are getting dialed in like it, it's mm -hmm. a it's a cool experience just being in and you know everyone kind of 
they have this check-in procedure where they'll put their cell phones right when they come in, so there's like no distractions. So they'll kind of put their, uh, you know, put the cell phones away and get dressed in your workout gear and then just clock in. So like it's they're they're ready to go. And, and this is going to be a really fun run. Let's hope. But obviously, like you said to open the show, everyone's 0 and 0. So no day is guaranteed. You got to win four games in the series of a seven to move yep. on and. We'll focus on this one, and hopefully uh, we'll be talking about the Series 2 and maybe Series 3 and 4. Who knows? I know. It's been weird on our side, on the radio side, because we've been giving away tickets for these games and stuff and trying to tease it on the radio, and it's like, Game 1 coming up, and then I'm trying to do commercials for it, and it's like, I don't know who they're playing, but Game 1's going to be Friday, April 22nd, yep. so everybody get out to the, to the Coliseum. So you find out it's Prince George, and I think that's kind of a weird – Scenario because we're highlighting it's 0 and 0, and anybody can win a series, especially you come in and steal game one, right? You can flip it on its head. How does Portland feel about the matchup? And I know, I mean, undefeated this year against PG, you obviously have the Gauthier angle of coming from Prince George. What's the vibe like now that you know, okay, Prince George, that's who it's going to be in the first round? Yeah, there's a couple good story angles there. Obviously, the Gauthier is the easy one from Portland fans, but then you also have to look in the other side, and there's a couple of former Portland Winterhawks playing in in Prince George as well. So it it does go both ways, and that's kind of the nature of the beast a little bit with junior hockey. Um, I think the biggest focus there is the team doesn't look as much into the regular season because if you get caught up with that, you're going to play a little complacent. So they're just trying to focus in on on what they can control and continue playing that really good style of hockey we've seen in April. This team's 6-0 in April so far. They it's haven't crazy. lost an April game, and they've had tough opponents. They've had Seattle. They have Everett. They've had Kamloops. They've won those games. So it's a well-tested team, um, which is very impressive. And in hindsight, you look at it, too, it's the winningest club in the U.S. division because they had more wins than Everett. Everett just forced more overtime games. And then also, in, in, you know, you finish one point back, technically two of clinching the – Western Conference, not only the division. So that's how close one, two, and three were stacked up this year, which was a great race down the stretch. Uh, Portland was just shy of of catching both the one and two seeds for the, you know, potential next round uh, home ice advantage. And now it's just what what can you control? Of course, from the matchup and the media side, I'm going to look at it and think, okay, Portland played very well against Prince George in round one. They went 4-0. They didn't lose a game. I think they outscored them 22-8 were the numbers there. So the Winterhawks played terrifically. Um, You know, they, they got onto Tyler Brennan early, who's probably one of the better younger goaltenders in this WHL. But uh, the big thing there is it's also a little bit of a youth side from Prince George where they aren't, you know, nobody's experienced because of COVID going into playoffs. But they're a younger team, which means it's going to be kind of getting their toes wet and then figuring things out down the road because this will be a Prince George Cougar team that I'm imagining to be in the playoffs the next two or three years at least. Um, and they're going to be competitive. So, you know, this this they, they got – you know, nothing to lose. They have everything right. to prove, so they can kind of go in there with a chip on their shoulder. The Winterhawks, uh, you know, I, I think some of the veterans are kind of embracing a little bit of that redemption tour in terms of what they were robbed at in uh, 2020. And then even in 2019, the few that were here, it was a sour taste in their mouth to lose after round one. So you get that one playoff round experience, though it doesn't do a ton It'll do enough in this point to be like, okay, I went through it before. That wasn't fun to lose in five games. So, uh, you know, how do we change things? How do we flip the culture in our in our locker room? And how do we show the you know our teammates who maybe only played playoffs at an under sixteen level what it's like to play against twenty year olds and and you know more veteran crews going forward? So, uh, it's going to be you know kind of exciting to see what game one happens. I'm really excited that game one and two are home. It's going to be unbelievable here. Yeah. I know everyone's ready for the you know for the atmosphere. I'm getting the chills too because even that Everett game, that last Everett game on Friday night was outstanding. Crowd was really engaged. They were loud. The team had a ton of fun. You mentioned the cowboy hats and uh, <laughs> you know I had a chance to talk with them about it and it sounded like that was just a kind of a veteran 
crew. They they love their country music. It's a group that loves country. <laughs> Typically, think of sports <laughs> players. They want right. the rap and hip hop. Sure. And, you know, upbeat stuff. And they mix those in, no yeah. doubt. In the you rock get some of those Canadian Prairie Boys, yes, man. They're into 100%. it. hundred <laughs> percent. So it's nice to kind of go. And I'm a big country fan, so I kind of like going in. And you'll hear, you know, a Blake Shelton or a Chris Young on the on the radio <laughs> while they're just getting ready for their warm ups. Um, so I think it kind of you know it's it just emphasizes who they are as people as well in addition to hockey players so they wanted to have a little fun and they figured why not we went to a little western store they got some hats and uh i, I hope the cowboy hats make uh making a another appearance in the playoffs it might have to be a theme throughout the postseason I hope man so. it's a good vibe you end the season with a win over everett right keep rocking the cowboy yep. hats you touched on there nick the the youth and it's something i know i've you know mike has brought this up all year it's not just them i mean it's everybody because you had no postseason last year the postseason was canceled obviously as we know well here in portland in the 2020 season what do you think the message is and what are they saying about how this roster and again it's not a problem that's unique to Portland everybody's facing the same problem but there's only what three guys on this roster that have postseason experience yeah, yeah a little more I think it's probably like five five okay maybe like five possibly six but I think five's a fair number like I, I even I even was talking to Gabe Clausen the other day and I'm like weren't you here for the playoff run in, in 2018 and he was like no I was you know technically an affiliate player then and I was thinking holy cow like it's crazy how fly by. Like, yeah, it's a guy who's a 30 goal scorer in our league right now and he hasn't played a playoff game yet so all those guys will get that new experience you're right uh, but the biggest thing that Mike always says to the team and then I always hear then because of it is they segment out their schedule they do it in like these five game chunks and when he says that, and, and maybe thinking, well, what does that mean, Nick? Like, why is that relevant? Well, they kind of take all these games, and you're going to play different opponents, but they're going to say, win the best of five. I don't care if you play two games against Everett, one against Tri, two against Spokane. doesn't matter who the opponent is. It's just pretend like it's one opponent. There's five games, win three of them. You know, did you come out winning in that series? What were the power play numbers like? What was the penalty kill numbers like? How were the goals scored in that, in that segment? So they're, they're just kind of looking for consistency and all something to push the team. So it just slowly gets them in that mindset of, okay, let's, let's try to do our best to the coaching staff from what we're given in this 68-game schedule to simulate, you know, playoffs and that kind of experience. So I think that's been kind of hammered through in the last couple of months, which is helpful. Uh, and then the leadership knows what it's like there. So there has been a little conversation of, um, you know, let's let's have some fun. Here's a little bit of what to expect. And they kind of shared some thoughts on we got to come ready to play. Like It's going to be more physical. You always hear that. Yeah. It's going to be quicker. You're going to have to react quicker. There's going to be bigger crowds most likely in both home rinks and visiting rinks. So, um, you know, you'll get energized for that. But also when you're on the road, try to quiet it like let's you know build off of that but then keep it internal like we got to trust ourselves and what we're doing so that's why it kind of alludes to the whole like you don't focus as much about what prince george is doing the coaches will give you the video rundown right if they're saying they're going to run this four check and neutralize or you know these are the top players to watch sure. make sure you shut them down because you know if we can shut down the top line we're going to bode well or whatever the storyline is going into it the coach do a good job of presenting that uh, but ultimately it's just okay then here's what we're going to run in practice just you know Put that into another game, and it's just like playing game number 69 and game number 70 this weekend. <laughs> right. I love that philosophy, too, to do it five games at a time and just break it out throughout the entire season. It's smart. It's a great way to get those young guys just used to that. Okay, we want three out of five. We're moving on to the next round. Let's go to the next five and try and win that series. Right. On that note, on Prince George, for those who haven't had a chance to watch him as closely, who are the names and who are the players that stand out when you look at the matchup? Well, the easy uh, easy couple, obviously. Jonas Bromberg with the team the past yep. couple of seasons, including the COVID year. So, 
he's, uh, you know, that's going to be another familiar face to see on the other side of things. And, uh, you know, they have some good veteran leadership too. Connor Bowie and uh, Cohen Zemer is a young gun, as is Riley Height. Those two, uh, Zemer and Height, probably potential first-round picks maybe in the NHL next year. But, you know, they're just kind of getting their feet wet in the WHL, so this will be a new experience for them as well. And it's a grind. This is no longer the bubble season where those guys came in and, you know, we could we could run ship when we're, uh, you know, pl- operating out of a hotel and we're with our teammates. You know, it's a big brotherhood for two and a half months. You're enjoying your time. And then you're just going to the same rink, same, you know, meals back home. It's different, obviously, when those players now have to experience that Prince George grind that gives them an advantage, per se, because yeah. they're so used to playing on the road, uh, you know, by this time. But also it's, it's tough on a body, especially when you're a 16-year-old breaking in. So uh, it's been a long season. It's been those two's first longest years, um, but they're they, you know they're some promising players moving forward. They have some good defensemen too. Uh, a lot of first round talent really riddled throughout that entire lineup. So uh, kind of guys with a lot uh, you know of expectations, if you will, but not necessarily forced upon it this year. So that's kind of why I come back to thinking. Keep an eye on a few of those names we just said, but I'm sure there's gonna be some different players with chips on their shoulder and say, all right, let's you know let's maybe this is my playoff moment to step up and. I'll be able to ride this team into future playoffs. Sure, exactly. Well, as you mentioned, I mean, not a lot to lose up there, right? I mean, the first playoff appearance in a while, they're excited for the opportunity. 100%. And it's going to make for a tough matchup. On the game off side, is there anything fun planned, anything exciting going on behind the scenes for Friday, Saturday? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think there will be. I, I know there's been a ton of conversations going on. Um, you know, it's it's been a really fun crew to be able to build some things up and, and just kind of uh, try to feed off the player energy as well, which is what the fans want to do. It's what us as a staff wants to do as well. Um, it, it should be a really fun environment. I don't want to give too much away. There'll be a couple of different video changes. I know things going on and, um, you know, hopefully it just sets the party right and things get going because <laughs> every win's a big win. It doesn't matter who you're playing. And, you know, it's obviously pretty easy to look at the schedule and think, well, the Winterhawks were at the top. They almost won the Western Conference. They're playing a team that, you know, basically was just hovering between six and eight most of the season. So, uh, you know, this should be a cakewalk of a game. But that's not the right, you know, attitude to go into playoffs with because it's a team that just won beat Kamloops. It's a Winterhawks team that's played very well against all the opponents they play, but they haven't played Prince George in a while too, so that doesn't necessarily factor in, but it, you know, you got to get familiar with that series again. You're going to see what different combinations the coaching staff will throw at you, and um, you know, then both, both teams and both sides, front office staff, on-ice staff, they're just going to enjoy it. It's a fun, enjoyable experience to be in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I know most of them make it the WHL, but it's it's a privilege to be in playoffs. They've mm-hmm. earned this chance, and you know it's like let's let's have some fun and let's try to make it another week and another week and another week. <laughs> so that's kind of the you know the the mentality the players set out in, and uh, that's something that you just you know, you kind of marvel at and you, and you get excited to be around every day. Well, you got the model. Let's play till June, man. I don't want to go home yet, 100%. right? I want to keep this thing going. Why, why stop now, right? Uh, hey, week I, after week. I pulled out my golf set about uh, <laughs> two days ago, and I was atrocious on the golf course. You're so. not ready. No, as long as these Winterhawks can keep playing so I don't have to worry about my golf game, I will be A-OK with that. Last one for you, buddy. I mean, just looking at you mentioned the record in April, and I, I mean, it's got to be a tough mindset of trying to chase down Everett, and then even at some of those later games, not having a lot to play for, or knowing, hey, we're stuck here, stuck there. Were you surprised? We know how hot they've been since the start of December. Yep. How strongly they still finish the season with an undefeated final month of the regular season. True. Uh, I, I think there's a couple points there. I feel like some of the players might even allude to this as well. There were some good turning points in the season. And what really after those, you know, that trip against uh, Kamloops and the Blazers came to town and the team, you know, took a tough loss after leading in the third period, something clicked and everyone just 
bought into that team mindset and they were playing really well and everyone was having fun. Like hockey was fun again because now their wins were coming along right. and then the team was getting closer and closer by the day. And, um, you know, you always get past the trade deadline. And th- I know that's always kind of like, uh, you know, a, a fear for some because some of the guys probably sit in that, you know, bottom two line role and just trying to play like more of a, you know, physical game or just being a shutdown role. They're thinking, oh, is my job safe? You know, am I going to be sent somewhere? Um, you know, but that kind of came and gone and the Hawks made one big move. It was Taylor Gauthier yep. coming on in and, uh, you know, then just kind of trusting the team and saying, let's, you know, let's slowly piece this team together through the draft and through previous additions and kind of build within. And the groups had a long year to kind of uh, grow together. So that's what's fun going into the playoffs and, um, now it's ultimately just, you know, eyes in the prize. It's the old cliche, but you, you just want to take every day in the moment. You, you want to enjoy it. I know the players, well, it's easier said than done. Way easier on my side. I'm not playing for anything. I'm just watching <laughs> them play, uh, which, which makes it, you know, it's hectic because then you get, you get that fan base side of it and, and you get to feel it and you, you feel the same emotions. You get that gut in your stomach when a visiting team scores the first goal and you're thinking, oh, Uh-oh, is the Winterhawks uh-oh. going to yeah. respond with one? But that's what makes playoff hockey so fun. That's, it's those same butterflies that I'm sure the players are feeling too, but they've just gone through it 68 more times in yeah. person. So, uh, you know, a little, a little easier to, to take control of things. And in terms of that hot hot streak I'll just mention on this Andy uh you know obviously teams have to fuel wins and they got to focus in on you know what you can control so the fact that the team was trying to chase Everett chase Kamloops bravo to the Winterhawks I mean they they put all the pressure on Kamloops they put all the pressure on Everett said you guys can't stumble um you know and kudos to them too they didn't stumble Mm -hmm. you know they they made sure they stayed ahead of the Winterhawks so you know all the top teams were clicking down the stretch I think the Winterhawks will have probably one of the better momentum moving into playoffs but again as much as we liked saying all that and I like saying that the Winterhawks are are playing well against Prince George they do go out the window because you know Friday is going to be a new day then whatever happens on Friday if, you know, the team that won, the team that lost, it doesn't matter. It's 0-0 the next day. Even Reset, though one team yep. will be up one nothing. you don't want to think that way because the second you start thinking we're ahead of them, we're ahead of them, we're ahead of them, then all of a sudden you start playing a little complacent. You kind of get down, you know, and then you do some mistakes. And next thing you know, the, the team that was now losing is back in the series. So it's such a beast. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see kind of the emotions that come from the team and uh, you know, who, who's able to prevail and who rides through this. It's going to be awesome, man. The atmosphere is going to be great. I'm excited for you to get to call playoff hockey again this weekend and hopefully for a long time to come. Look forward to tuning in. Look forward to being at the VMC. And uh, thanks as always, buddy. It's going to be a blast. Love it. Thanks for doing this playoff preview. And uh, let's have some fun this month, Hawks fans. From Nick Merrick, the play-by-play voice, to uh, a man he mentioned there in, in the interview talking about the playoff preview, uh, the goaltender for the Portland Winterhawks, Taylor Gauthier. The numbers in Portland, I want to make sure I get these right because they are insane. 24-4. and four, a 2-1-6 goals allowed average in a 93 save percentage since coming over the trade in 28 games. Taylor, first off, thanks for the time, man. And uh, how you feeling? I mean, the, the excitement's starting to build. First playoffs, you're taking on your former team. What's the last couple of days been like? Yeah, uh, it's obviously uh, a real exciting time for, for myself and, and the entire team and uh, you know, the whole organization. Um, you know, going through you know, the last couple of years without uh, having the opportunity to, to get into playoffs and uh, I know for myself personally, not having uh, that experience before, it's definitely something I've been, I've been looking forward to. Um, you know, trying not to look too far ahead in the schedule uh, these last couple weeks. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a real exciting time around here. You know, there's uh, there's the the buzz starting to to form in the locker room with uh, with the players and the coaching staff. So it's uh, it's something that we're all uh, you know kind of gearing up for and and preparing for and. 
I think we're all really excited for, for Friday night. I mean, you mentioned not getting too far ahead of yourself. How, how hard was that for you guys? And what do you think it says about you as a team that you were able to stay locked in? I mean, because it's so funny when I remember we were talking, you know, weeks and weeks ago when you guys were clinching the playoff spot. And it's like there's a month and a half to go in the regular season. So you know you're there, and then you know you get home ice. But how hard was it just day in and day out to focus on let, let's control the game that is tonight and not look ahead to who we're playing in the playoffs or what the matchups might be? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the first big step in our uh, playoff push was, was clinching. I think we did that whenever we were up in up in Prince George last time. That's right. Um, and then it, we were, you know, Seattle held right in there. They kept it close right uh, right till the end. We were trying to, you know, stay ahead of them uh, for the for the season. And then, you know, once we once we locked that in, then we were, you know, we were trying to push to, to get ahead of Everett and Kamloops. So, you know, we, we kind of found those uh, <coughs> internal uh battles that we were uh we were trying to win every single day um you know get a little bit better uh, every day you come to the rink and uh, I thought uh we showed a lot of maturity in the dressing room uh as individual and as a team um to stay focused stay dialed in and uh you know keep our our momentum going into playoffs you know it's uh it's real important whenever you get the momentum that uh you want to try and keep it so I think uh we did a really good job of Know, going in and and playing hard uh, every single game, playing to win, and uh, oh, I think uh, I think we're we're in a good place here as a as a team. Well, it clearly showed in the month of April the way you guys played, wrapping up the season, and then on on you for a personal note, like I, I mentioned, the numbers in Portland, and you played. I mean, you had a great season in Prince George too. The numbers were great. Was there anything that clicked? Was there was because I know everybody handles a change of scenery differently, and I remember talking to you after the trade. And it's just, you know, it's tough. You spend a lot of years in one organization, and you, you, you move on. It's a new start. Did anything click? Did anything – was there an extra chip on your shoulder after the trade? Was it pushing for the NHL contract? Because you've just been lights out since arriving here in Portland. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's there's many factors that I think kind of uh, came into play. You know, I think obviously the first one, when you get traded, you want to make a, a good impression on your, your teammates and your coaches, and uh, you want to gain that trust. Um so I think the, for the first couple of weeks, that was my my big priority was was trying to to go in every day and you know work hard, show the the team and uh, and the coaches that you know they made the right decision. Uh, they got a guy that uh, comes in and works and gives the team a chance to win every night. And then you know once that kind of kind of faded off, then it was it was focusing on you know trying to you know, catch the eye of of NHL teams and. Um, well, obviously that uh that worked out in, in my <laughs> played favor, out for yeah. you yeah um and then it was just you know trying to to find those little things you know there's guys on the other team that uh on most teams that I that I have relationships with I've I've played against and I I know from you know uh in the past so then it was just trying to you know, I'm not going to let this guy score and then oh well, he doesn't <laughs> have the puck well I'm not going to let him get an assist tonight so <laughs> Uh, I just kind of find those little things to, uh, you know, motivate me and, and kind of keep that chip on my shoulder. I've been playing with one, you know, since I was 17. So uh, I, I find I play better whenever I got that little bit of an edge on me. So uh, I've been I've been trying to keep that up. And uh, 
obviously it's been it's been working out. It's for been me. working out. I think Portland fans have loved the chip on the shoulder, some of the feistiness. I remember at the end of the last Seattle game here, you got into it a little bit after the game, and fans love that. I mean, walk me behind the contract where you mentioned that something, and we watch you, and you know we're looking at the numbers, and I think everybody's scratching their head saying, "Where's the contract? It's got to come eventually." You finally sign. You get the deal done. What were the? I, I know you got the team goals on hand and the playoffs are starting, but just in that moment, what did that mean to you? All those years of hard work to pay off and to sign that entry level contract. Yeah, it it meant the world to me. Um, you know, to I've been saying for the last you know couple of years now to 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 my dad and you know to to people close to me that I just I just need a chance and uh, I need one team to to take a chance on me and. Uh, to have Pittsburgh come and come forward and and give me that opportunity and you know show their their trust and their their faith in me, um, it it means everything. It's a it's a dream come true. Um, you know, growing up in in Calgary, it's it's your only dream that you have as a as a young hockey player to to make it to the NHL. Um, so to to make that big step, um, it it's a huge accomplishment and I, you know, I I'm not going to say that it, that it isn't because uh, at the end of the day it is, but at the same time, I know that there's still a lot more work to be yep. done and uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just the beginning. Yeah. Just the start of something. Well, you, it was well-deserved. The moment was cool. The press conference was awesome. Seeing the signing was awesome. Uh, I got to ask too, I mean, you guys on Friday night, you show up in the cowboy hats, which I mean, it had to be a good luck charm, right? You get the win over Everett. Are we going to see a recurring cowboy hat theme throughout the postseason? Yeah. It's something that we're talking about in the okay, room right okay. now, but uh, <laughs> we're going to have to nail that down. I, uh, <laughs> I was just happy I got to pull mine out of my truck. I've had it, <laughs> I've had it in there for for a while now, so I, I guess I got to go buy a new one. I threw mine in the crowd. So, oh, did you after yeah. the game? You toss it up? <laughs> yeah, I threw it in there, so I, I'm gonna have to go find a new one uh, before Friday if that is what we're doing. Now, how many of the guys actually had a hat ready to go, and how many of them had to go buy one? Uh, I think I was the only one. Were you the only guy that had one? The only one that had one. So. Um, that's why I kind of threw mine away. I need to <laughs> needed to upgrade. There you go. You start fresh. Everybody else bringing in their new hats. You get you want to be on the same page yeah. as all of them. Yeah, exactly. So you, you're taking on Prince George in the first round. I'm sure that's mixed emotions. Former team, right? You come over in the trade, and I remember the the highlights of you know you going back up there and playing those two games. So the emotions behind that, and then you know this team better than anybody from your time there and playing there. What what are the the strengths, the weaknesses? What are the areas that you're focusing on going into this matchup? Yeah, obviously, um, you know, they're a younger team. They have a lot of high-end talent. Um, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Height and Zemer, they, they run that team. Um, you know, it's not too often you get, uh, you know, a 16- and 17-year-old uh, players that, that have that type of skill level and, and that talent and uh, that offensive drive. So they're, uh, they're a dangerous group uh, up front and, you know they're they're led by you know a couple more very high end defensemen in the back by uh, by Sampson and Thornton and uh, you know and Bromberg as well he he brings a lot of experience and mm-hmm. and leadership into that group and you know they got two good goalies as well you know Young and Young and Brennan they're uh, they've been they've been playing well down the stretch here um, they've been getting wins when they need to get wins so it's it's an exciting series um, you know I think we we match up well with them. And it's uh, it's going to be real fun to go out there and and battle against uh, guys that I that I have you know real good relationships and friendships with. 
What was that like on Saturday? I mean, the schedule was so weird with the extended by two weeks. You guys play Friday. You wrap up your regular season, but you still have no clue who you're playing. What was it like Saturday? Were you guys following it at all? Did you guys just unplug? Like, how did you handle that last day of the regular season? Yeah, there's uh, there's a couple guys we were, we were hanging out together, um, sitting around the fire, and uh, we were just kind of watching scores and trying to do the math to see, you know, going through every scenario. Um we didn't really pay too much attention to it up until the last day because we were kind of focused on ourselves. But uh, it, it was kind of fun to, you know, look at the the scores around the league and, you know, trying to, to see, you know, who we were playing. And we uh, figured out we were playing PG, and first thing was the, the old bus travel. It's uh, <laughs> something that, uh, you know, we we're, we're thinking that that might happen, so... We're getting all of our uh, all of our mats ready on the bus, and we're going to be ready to go up there. Well, and you're used to those bus trips, right, from all your time there, so you you know that bus route well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know that one real well. <laughs> now, what do you think the emotions are going to be for you taking the ice on Friday night? I mean, the the atmospheres I feel like have been building all year here. It was another great crowd on Friday. It just seems like it's growing and growing. Playoff hockey is obviously a different level. What do you think your emotions are going to be skating out on the ice on Friday? Yeah, I think it's going to take a lot of maturity from uh, from myself and, and everyone. You know, you look at our, our lineup and you know, all throughout the league, really, there hasn't been uh, – there's not too many guys with a lot of playoff experience. Um, you know, I think you know, Clay's got the, the most out of out of everyone. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be exciting. There's going to – I think there's going to be a lot of you know, pent-up nerves and, and a lot of uh, excitement. So I think uh, it's going to be real important that we – we're able to channel that. We're able to feed off the crowd and, um, you know, take the momentum that that home ice gives you. Uh, and I think we got to use it to our advantage early. Is is there anything you think that settles guys into? I mean, you played in big games, right? You made debuts. I'm sure your debut in Portland. There's probably some butterflies. Your debut back in PG, right? There's probably you know butterflies going on. Is there? Is it the first save? Is it the first big hit that you see? Is there something you think kind of settles you into the game of just saying, all right, now we're just playing hockey? I think just once there's a, a little bit of flow or you know you make a save like you said it's uh it kind of just brings you back down to earth. I I remember my my first game with with the Winter Hawks we were in Kelowna. I think I let in like the the second or third shot so I, I that didn't help out. But, <laughs> That's not a great start. Um, yeah. You know, once once you kind of get the the shaky legs out of the way then then you know you're you're going to be fine. Um you know, like you said I I've played in big games before I've played uh in international international games and you know gold medal semi-final bronze medal games so it's uh it's not an experience that I haven't had before um you know I I enjoy the the pressures and uh the excitement of big games so I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it and you know just the the butterflies in the in the stomach before the game in the dressing room and the, the the nervous energy is is something that you can't really recreate. Right, I've heard people say too, it's a good thing to be nervous. That means it's a big deal. That means you got something to play for, and you'd much rather be in that position right than sitting at home at this time of year. So yeah, it's always exactly. good to have those butterflies. Yeah. So you mentioned you're the only guy with a cowboy hat. I'm hoping that we see them return throughout the postseason. I take it then you're one of the true fans of country music on this team. Is there oh, a wow. is there a country music theme song? Are you guys riding with like one? anthem for the postseason uh we're actually doing uh 
We're on the 2000s rock right now. Okay, so that's the, uh, that's the theme right now. Yeah. Not quite country, 2000s rock. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, we've been we've been on a little bit of a heater with that music. So the the, the cowboy hats came in after the <laughs> after the music changed. So we're uh, we're not. I don't think we're gonna gonna break that. Okay. Yet, but uh, I think you're right in saying I'm a, I'm a country one of the country music fans on the team. That's pretty much what I listen to exclusively. Who's so. your go-to guy? What do you give me? Your top three artists right now. Um, the big Luke Holmes, Luke, like Holmes, Luke great. Holmes, yep. um, Morgan Wallen. And then okay. there's a, there's a smaller guy's name, Zach Bryan. He's a, he's kind of a, a little more folk music. I'm okay. a big fan of him. He's on the, the bucket list right now. Okay. So we got those on the playlist for those, those, uh, well, how long is that drive to PG? What are we talking? Depends on who's 14 driving. 14 hours? Thir- yeah. Depends yeah. on who's driving. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I, when I got traded down here, it took me 23, but. Ooh. Uh, I got stuck. Got stuck a couple times in uh, in some elevated areas where okay. there's snow where there shouldn't have been snow. <laughs> let's 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 knock on wood for some good weather for those yeah. bus trips so you yeah, guys can sure. fly up. And thanks, man. Thanks for the time. Best of luck. I know Hawks fans are excited. Friday, Saturday night are going to be amazing. Best of luck. Congrats on the contract and, and the entry level deal in the NHL. And best of luck here in the postseason, man. Yeah, thank you very much, Andy. From Nick Merrick to Taylor Gauthier, let's get to one of the captains of the Portland Winterhawks, Clay Hannes. One of the few guys on this roster with postseason experience. First off, what's going on, man? Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um... Yeah, we have. Uh, it's kind of a weird year this year, just with past two years. Um, you know, not many people in the league have playoff experience. So, um, you know, me being one of the guys that that has probably the most in the, in the, on the team. Um, you know, it's kind of cool, I guess. And I gotta gotta teach some of the younger guys. Are they coming up to you asking you questions like, "Hey, what about this? Yeah. What, about, what can I expect? <laughs> What's gonna happen here? Like, <laughs> what are the emotions gonna be like?" Yeah, they are a little bit. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> You know, just going through it when I was young. Um, so when I was their age, um, you know, I think it helps a lot now that I'm I'm older and, um, you know, the table's kind of reversed where the, the older guys, when I was younger, they would help me out. Um, so now it's kind of my turn to help them out. Yeah, now you're the veteran on the team. I mean, what you know, I was talking to Taylor about this, and I'm curious to ask you, butterflies going into it, the emotions, obviously, the, the arena's amped, everybody's making noise. You guys skate out. Is there a moment in the game that you kind of settle in into a big game? And you played in a lot of them in your career, but is, there, is it the first big hit, first clean pass, first shot on goal? Like, is there one moment that you're just kind of like, all right, we're, we're settled in, we're just playing a hockey game now? I think, personally, I think um, the first two games – um, and I'd say like the first period of each game are going to be probably the hardest of the whole playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not going to be much room with the puck. You're probably going to get hit every time you have it. Because, <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're coming out to battle too, and so are we. Um, and people are going to be they're gonna be flying. And um, like I said, the first two games, the first period of each game are there. It's a battle. It's definitely probably the, the hardest, you know, 40 minutes of the, of the year right there. Right, just try and get an early goal, get settled in, yep. and, yeah, get every, get everybody's nerves calmed yep. down. We, we talk about the matchup with Prince George. What what stands out? You guys are going over it, I'm sure, in the film room. You find out finally on Saturday night who you're playing. Now you know. What's the, the film session's been like? What what are the X's and O's that you're getting about the things? You obviously played them a couple times in the regular season. What stands out about the matchup? Um, well, you know, I think – on paper, I think their team is better than their record shows. Personally, that's what I think. Um, I think, you know, their goaltending and their their decor um, are are really strong. I think they have a really good top four D. Um, I think they have a really good starter with with Brandon. He's young, um, but 
no, I think I think it's going to be a battle. They're a good team. Um, you know, we just got to play the way that we can play, and um, I think we'll be just fine. Any mes- uh, messages with Jonas this week? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little back and yeah. forth. Yeah. He said, uh, what did he say? I think he said, I'll see you soon. Uh, you guys are going to be a first-round exit or something. Okay, start yeah. the trash talk. Yeah, are you returning it, or are you just saying, hey, I, you know? I, I left it, okay. and I was like, I was like, oh, I'll see you. Maybe we can grab some dinner or something <laughs> one of the nights. But, um, yeah, it's kind of game on a little bit. Yeah, I like that little trash talk going yeah. back and forth. That's yeah. kind of the unique thing about right? You get trades, and yeah. you, get, you know all these guys, right? You played against them probably in tournaments your yeah. entire life, so you know yeah. the faces. But obviously a former teammate. I want to ask you, man, because you've been here all year. And following this team, and we've been doing this podcast all year, you guys got off to a slow start. And obviously, I, you know, kind of different phases, I feel like. Jaden starts coming back. You start turning a corner. Taylor gets here. You start turning a corner even more. And you guys have been damn near unbeatable since December. What has that journey been like for you? And was it as simple as just getting Jaden back? What else clicked? Like, how did it all come to picture where you guys go from a below 500 team to, what have you lost, like five games since December 1st? Like, it's, it's absolutely nuts. Um. It's really hard to pinpoint one thing, I would say. Um, you know, I think, you know, when we were, when a lot of the older guys, we were gone at pro camps and the team did really well in preseason. Um, I think our confidence was almost too high Yeah. for the beginning of the year. And then we had, you know, everyone had expectations that we were going to be, you know, a top team, whatever. And then, um, you know, about five games in and I I don't know if we maybe were like two and three or one and four or something or one, you know, two, one. I don't know what exactly our record, but it wasn't great. Um, and then I think we just kind of realized that the league's a lot harder than, you know, than preseason and then even last year during COVID, you know, because there, there wasn't – not all the teams had their overages back, Euros. Um, they were developing young guys, I think, more than, you know, playing to win. Um, and I think once our – our younger guys and the older guys, us too, realized that, you know, this is kind of, this is what it's going to be like this year. Um, then I think we were kind of, you know, we were, we were good to go. And then obviously we were, I think, you know, a little bit, we were waiting on Seth to come back and, and he didn't come back. So we were like, you know, this is our, this, this is, is our the team. group. Yeah. yeah, this is the group. And, um, we got to make the most of it if we want to go far in playoffs. This might, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just, you know, we're like, you know, screw it. <laughs> Here we go. This yeah. It. yeah, this is it. Yeah. We got to go with this the rest of the way. Yeah. Well, it's worked out. I mean, the way you yep. guys have played it, just been, it's been nuts. Like we keep thinking, all right, that's a hot streak. They'll come back down to earth at some point. Just kept going and going, and then even undefeated in the month of April. This might be a dumb question, but we've talked about it a lot. Looking at that nineteen twenty team and how good you guys were, and having the season shortened, it was like two weeks ago in the regular season, and every the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. Is there any redemption kind of for the guys that were on that team, knowing that hey, there was a great shot, you guys win it all that year, and the, how special that postseason run could be? Any redemption there, or is that just you know in the past you're forgetting about it? Um, I think probably for the guys that are that were there um, at that time, there is there is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know. It, there's still times that I, I think about it, like, oh, we, you know, maybe I'd have a ring right now. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. our, our team was so unbelievable that year. Um, but in a different way than I think this year. Um, I think we were probably a little bit older that year than we are this year. Um, but, you know, every, you know, this year it's like, you know, we started off really hot that year, um, and then we kind of, you know, 
we just kind of stayed that way the whole time. <laughs> right. Um, if anything, I think we started to die down maybe a little bit towards the end of that year because uh, then Everett started started catching us in the in the standings. But this year it's almost been like the opposite where we didn't start so well and then we just took off. And um, I think it's just, it's really special to be a part of it this year. Um, and then obviously at that time, and we want to win this year for all those guys that weren't able to come back and aged out. Yeah. Um, from that nineteen twenty year. So, you know, there's a little bit of that, but I know, you know, there's probably only five guys maybe in the locker room that were there at the time. Right. So we got to, you know, switch the focus to, to this year and, um, you know, just doing the best that we can and uh, you know, focusing on the present right now. Well, I, I caught up with Jack O'Brien a few weeks ago, and he said that you, as the captain, you're in charge of the iPod in the in the locker room <laughs> at pregame and in practice. Yeah. If he had some comments about your taste in music. Now, Goat says you guys are on a 2,000 rocks kick right now, like 2,000 rock music kick right now. Yeah. So is country music going to make it, you know, in, into the into the way here? I'd ACDC, are you a big ACDC yep. guy? What's the, what's the playoff playlist? Yeah, we – I'm thinking we'll probably go back to like to you know old school rock okay acdc maybe led zeppelin a little more hardcore yeah a little hardcore <laughs> um right now where it's like we're listening to like some nirvana um the killers okay like, okay okay so like kind of earlier <laughs> 2000s we're using yeah. it up a bit and then we'll go back to some some harder stuff motley crew we love motley crew there uh <laughs> Kickstart my heart. That's a that's a good one, right? Yeah, Getting going yeah, pregame, yeah. Yeah, the guitar solo song. starts kicking yeah. in. Um, <laughs> girls, girls, girls. It's a great one too. That's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll probably go back to that here. How but, nice is that to work up to that peak of having the C on the jersey? You get to control the pregame music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just got probably the the best rock on the team. Okay, you I, got the best taste. Yeah. Some well, some guys I think are uh, they like the rap a lot. <laughs> And we listened to that way way too much at the beginning of the year, and we got burnt out a little bit. Yeah. And then we started winning when we started listening to rock, so it's kind of just stayed. I mean, come on, you got to keep riding the wave, right? Yeah. And then Goat said you might be, you're talking about some cowboy hat themes throughout the playoffs. One and zero in the cowboy hats this year. I, I, I the fans want to know: Are we going to see cowboy hats in the postseason? Um, yeah, I wasn't fully on board for it. They. Uh, we they kind of just brought me to the store and I didn't know exactly what we were doing. Where the hell am I in a Western store yeah. right now? What's happening? And then you know, goats started. You know, he bought a hat and so did everyone else. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I gotta buy one now. And then uh, they said that we were gonna wear it to the game. And I was like, okay, I've never done this before, but I'll give it a whirl. We got one one game left in regular season. Your last regular home game as a 20-year-old, right? Why not yeah. wear a cowboy hat in yeah, the, so, the barn? Yeah, I was like, all right, let's do it. So then we did it. And then after the game, we're skiing off, and goats go. I hear goats go, go get the cowboy hats. He says that, I think, to Pasta because he, uh, he wasn't playing. And um, he goes and grabs the hats, and then he goes out there, and he's doing his, you know, lap for getting a star with the cowboy hat on. And then I see him throw it in the crowd. And I was like, okay. I didn't know we were doing this. So then then I see Jaden. He goes out there and does it. And then I'm like, all right, well, now I, I got to do it too. You got to toss your hat now. How yeah. do you not? Yeah. So um, I didn't toss my hat first. Oh, you didn't throw it in? No. You only, kept it? Only Taylor did. Oh, only Taylor did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's got the money coming. From yeah, that's right true. He's got that contract. So yeah. he can go buy a few hats. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, me and Jaden didn't, but um, no, it's it's kind of funny, and I think 
I think we're going to wear them for, for the rest of the playoffs. They kind of fit in PG, right? I mean, you're yeah. up there in the prairie. You know, you might yeah. as well wear a cowboy hat into the arena. Yeah, so it'll be kind of it'll be kind of fun. It'll okay. be interesting. It'll be something new. A fun little twist at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, you know, you're, you, you the guys that you're out there with. Um, it feels like it's a really younger core of defensemen this year. Obviously, the trade of Jonas goes down, and they've really leaned into some of these young guys. What what has stood out from, you know, and you've probably been partnered with all of them at some point because injuries or guys in and out of the lineup or matchups, whatever the case. What, what has stood out the way those young defensemen on the roster have developed around you, and how have you helped trying to bring them along? Yeah. Um, I think our our decor, I think we probably have one of the most mobile decors probably in the league and I know you know Mike's kind of big on that and he mm-hmm. likes that um and we're not I wouldn't say we're they're a very big decor um you know Merrick obviously is big and McCleary and Kurt are have some size but you know Maury and Cagnoni and and Ryder they're you know similar to my build I guess and um I think that kind of worked out well where I was you know I was able to kind of show them you know how I how I defended um, and I, it took some time from, from when I was younger to, to where I am now at defending, mm-hmm. um, you know, being a small guy, it just takes, you know, more technique than, than probably, you know, when you're a bigger, um, but I'm really proud of all of them in, in Merrick too. And he, cause I play with him the most, he's been my D partner for a lot of the year. And, um, you know, I think I knew that they were all ready to play a lot more when, when Jonas got traded you know, Jonas was he was one of my best friends on the team. Um, and so, you know, it was really emotional when he got traded. But I knew that, you know, Ryder and and Maury and Kegs and Merrick and all those guys, were they were ready to, to step up. Um, they were mature enough, I think. And um, obviously Mike realized that, and that's probably why he made the trade. Um, but, yeah, I'm just – I'm really proud of, of all the guys, and they've made some unbelievable strides. And – they're going to be an unbelievable decor next year and the following year. Yeah, a lot of youth, a lot of talent there yeah. for sure. Those guys are all coming back. So what? I mean, I'll just get you out on this one. You 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 arrive in Portland. You've been here for a number of years now. As we've highlighted, you have the nineteen twenty season taken away from you. Last year was just a dumb COVID. You know, you're playing scrimmages with no fans there. Uh, but you know, being here since twenty seventeen, playing your entire career here, I'm sure there were some emotions on Friday night. But what's going on inside your head? Are you thinking about that? Just of what what this run has been like for you and now going out with one last postseason run? Yeah, I think, I mean, all honesty, I haven't really thought a whole lot about it. I've just tried to stay in the moment this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably going to hit me at the end, end of the, end of the playoffs when um, you know, hopefully we win our last game. That's right, <laughs> that's right. Um, but, you know, you know, win or lose our last game, um, that's probably when it's going to hit me the hardest. I haven't really put a whole lot... A lot of thought into it, you know. I just being a leader. I have, I have, you know, other things I got to worry about too. Um, um, but you know, it's definitely going to be emotional. Um, being in Portland's a part of me from now. You know, for the rest of my life, uh, I've lived a good chunk of my life here now. Um, so yeah, I just you know, I'm really grateful for all the teammates and coaching coaches and you know the the staff off the ice for just for everything here. It's been unbelievable, and um, it's just a great organization. 
We're going to keep this thing going all the way till June, right? Yeah. We're going to play until the middle of the summer. Golf clubs can wait. <laughs> Nobody needs to play golf yet. And congrats, man, on a great season, a great career. It ain't over yet. You guys are just getting started in the postseason, but it's been a joy to watch you. And best of luck, man. It's going to be a ton of fun this weekend. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Well, I hope you enjoyed that one, Hawks fans. That'll do it for episode 14. Can't thank Nick Merrick enough. And uh, Taylor Gauthier, what a run he's been on. So fun to watch him all season. Clay Hannes. One of the team captains here in Portland, a couple of the 20-year-olds having their last playoff run here in the WHL. It's going to be fun. I cannot wait this weekend. It's coming. Game one, Friday night. Game two, Saturday night. I know the Hawks announced that they got some Fan Fest stuff going on on Saturday. The weather's supposed to be great, so get out to the Rose Quarter and the outside area of the Coliseum early on Saturday and enjoy those games. Prince George should be a fun matchup, and this team, nobody's been better in the WHL since the calendar turned to December, and we've been talking about it, and you've been watching them. It's been a ton of fun, and the playoffs are finally here. So that will do it for Episode 14. Uh, I can't thank you enough for tuning in again to this episode, and all season long, these have been an absolute joy to put together, and it's been fun to get to know some of these players and, and talk to them throughout the course of the season. And we got fun stuff planned for you throughout the postseason. So the new episode will be out next week. We'll update you on hopefully what is a 2-0 series lead, potentially depending on when we record next week, either before or after Game 3 and Game 4. But at some point, we'll get you an update from the player side and the team side on how the first couple of games of this series have gone. And I'll see you out at the VMC this weekend. Until next time, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm Editor Johnson, and go Hawks. He came from his office and said, son, can I help you? Looked at him and said, yes, you can. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.